Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, a world of pure imagination. No, I'm just kidding. It's the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood, one staple at a time. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. It's good to be back here on the podcast. It's time to, to get moving. We got so much time and so little to do. Wait a minute. Hold on. Strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Jonathan, uh, we just recently celebrated Easter. Uh, so this is technically our Easter episode. So when you think of Easter, uh, what do you think of? Uh, Easter bunnies, grass in a Easter basket. Mm. Uh, and melted chocolate and eggs that have been like left out in the sun for too long chocolate 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 and yes so chocolate is scrumdiddlyumptious as as they say and they say the same thing about this movie it's everybody's non-pollutionary anti-institutionary pro-confectionary factory of fun uh and if we're if you haven't guessed what movie we're talking about yet by the song already uh, it is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, 1971. And I believe this is our oldest movie that we've covered, right? It's got to be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've done like, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Muppet movie. I think that Muppet one was movie. in the 70s, but okay. this is definitely the furthest back we've gone so far. <laughs> um, It doesn't, I mean, I guess it, it, now watching it, it does seem like an older movie, but yeah, not when you're growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of at least one other movie from our childhood that was older than this. It'd be yours, mine, and ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, we'll have to cover that one at some point. Well, Jonathan, uh, do you remember the first time you saw this? I'm pretty sure it was at uh, FCA. Um, I specifically remember watching this in my art class in elementary school. Okay. Um, our art teacher, Miss Gibson, shout out, uh, mm-hmm. she like really liked this movie, I remember. And so I feel like we watched this like multiple times throughout the years. For some reason, I always remember watching it in specifically in art class at FCA. Um, but so this was this was a staple, but it was coming from the school stapler. Yeah, this was a, the school stapler for sure, because okay. it was one of the movies that we had in the library. So, which, where our mom worked. So it was also one that, you know, if we were there during the summer or after school and we were bored, it's one that we would have picked off the shelf you know, and watched. You know, kids weren't allowed to check out the the movies from the library, but we used to take them home anyways. <laughs> that's, our, that's our, that's our flex. <laughs> if uh, getting to go into the teacher's lounge already wasn't enough of a flex, getting movies <laughs> from the library. The school yeah. library was. <laughs> I don't think I can remember the first time I've seen this. Probably at school, too. Yeah. But probably more of a music. I feel like this is a a Miss Moyer music class hmm. movie for me. So I always forget like how many songs are in this movie. I always remember Pure Imagination, sung by Willy Wonka. And now that I think about it, in like the Oompa Loompa songs... <laughs> I remember that. Oh, man. But there was a few others in there that I had forgotten yeah, about. Yeah, no, The Candyman. I forgot mm-hmm. about that one. Um, no, this whole movie, is a, it's, it's a musical, and I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mainly because it's a book first in my mind. And yeah. I, we, me and you both read the book this week. Um, actually, today. <laughs> I listened to the audio book. Yeah. While I was at uh, work. <laughs> So, um, I have Had probably read, read this. Oh yeah. No, I probably, I've probably read this book in school, probably three or four times mm-hmm. growing up. Um, uh, it was this one in holes were my top two that I would rewatch, reread besides Harry really? Potter, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, Charlie and Chocolate Factory was a big one for me. You know what? I think. I think I got the book as a Christmas present one year. 
it was either <laughs> it was either in my Easter basket or it was like a Christmas gift in like a stocking. I'm pretty sure I it was a stocking stuffer. Makes more sense for it to be a Easter. Because we yeah. always got the educational gifts on, on Easter. Yeah, I think it was Christmas though. Okay. But yeah, I remember I got the paperback of it as a kid and I, I read that. And I was really I think we talked a little bit about it on the Matilda episode. Um, like I, I really liked the Roald Doll books. So, so I've read pretty much yeah. all of those, if not all of them. I know there's a lot of like short stories and stuff. I might not have read all of those, but um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was a big one for me. So Well, this was his first um successful book that he's written. Uh he wrote a short story, you know, he wrote a movie back in the day and he, he ended up selling it to Walt Disney. I forgot oh. what it was called. I don't know. Um, but this is his first like successful book that he's written and this this was what brought him into uh stardom. And six years later, I think nineteen sixty four, so six or seven years later the movie mm-hmm. came out. So Wow. Um but yeah, I we uh we listened to the audiobooks today. I don't know, do you, do you have anything that like any differences between the movie and the books that you that stood out to you? Um uh, no, this just made me hmm, I'll save my hot takes for later. Okay. Um <laughs> I guess Well we then just... let me let me ask you. I I had a couple questions I was going to ask you. All right. Uh I I pinpointed like a top three moments I think of when I think of this movie that are like burned in my brain. I don't know. What are, what are some of those moments for you? Like whenever you think of this movie, what do you immediately think of? Top three moments. Yeah. Okay. If you don't come up with three, I, you know, what's just the number, the first thing you think of. See, I the only memories I have with this movie growing up was being genuinely scared of it. Yeah, <laughs> I re- I read the book and I was fine, but seeing the movie scared me to pieces. Yeah, last week um, when we rewatched it, you're pretty. Yeah, even last week it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I am not a fan of the Oompa Loompas, and that is me going on record. I don't enjoy them at all. Uh, <laughs> they resemble clowns to me and i don't like those um (laughs) uh but even like the singing they're pretty funny you know you know which ones are funny uh (laughs) the one in charlie and the chocolate factory Mm. the remake in 2005 yeah that's better oompa loompas better oompa loompas okay Mm -hmm. i've only seen that one once better movie that's my hot take I'm just going to, I said I was going to wait till later, but I'm just going for it now. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a better movie than Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Reason number one, it follows the original book to a T. Okay. The only thing good about this movie is Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder is great. Yeah. Still not the best Willy Wonka. Johnny Depp. Mm. Gene Wilder portrays Willy Wonka as a villain. And he's not a villain in the book. Yeah. And okay, you're going to come up to me and say, okay, Gene Wilder is such a great actor. He does the same thing. And you're going to be like Johnny Depp. Oh, he plays the same weird, quirky character no matter what. No, Gene Wilder only knows how to freak out on camera. That's all he knows how to do. He's a great actor, yes. But he's just as repetitive as Johnny, Johnny Depp's. Uh, you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, good day sir (laughs) so this reading the book and getting reconnecting with the actual words and story the original Mm -hmm. story has made me concerned for the timothy chalamet version (laughs) that's gonna be that they're filming now because i feel like he's gonna i think he's gonna be leaning more towards the gene wilder side of the prequel um and that kind of scares me (laughs) of the prequel what it, this movie is a prequel. Wonka. It's like an origin story. Oh, okay. Of Wonka. So I think I knew that. But I forgot already. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, people be hating on Grandpa Joe and all of Charlie Bucket's family. Um, 
but his family is so much better in the new movie. Or in the movie that is almost 20... Oh my goodness. Uh, the movie that is at least 15 years old. <laughs> but, okay, so I don't want to talk about the, new, the remake, because we will cover that eventually. Probably next year. Um, eventually. Eventually. Probably closer to when the other one comes out with uh, Timmy Chalamet. But um, I'm here going on record. I'm going to die on this hill that I fully believe that this movie is inferior to the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Third, it's not even book accurate because with the, even the title, the most simple of all things. Okay. Um, I thought the squirrels were a change. No. That's in the book. Who needs golden geese, you know? It's stupid. I love this rant just right off the bat on this episode. I, I had to. I mean... You just got to get it all out there. I have strong feelings on this. You didn't even answer my question about your top three moments, but okay. Well, because my top three moments are in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> well, let me give I think, you my I think top reading the book moments. today made me more mad. Okay, you go for it. Let, let me give you my top three moments, because I'm going to address some of the things that you just brought up. Okay. So my first moment that I think of in this, um, in this movie is Willy Wonka's introduction. When he comes out of the factory and he's got the cane and he's and he's hobbling around and he's acting yeah. like he's, you know, crippled or something. And then he like pretend he like suddenly he stops. He just like falls face forward and like does a somersault and then like stands up and everyone like cheers and claps for him. OK. Oh, that's genius. Gene Wilder. Huh. That's the number one thing I think of that like su- genuinely like we like surprised me as a kid. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And when I uh, was doing, I was watching like the behind the scenes uh, for the movie. Um, when the when the role was like offered to Gene Wilder, like that was something he came up with. That was his like condition on like taking the role was if he could do that scene because if if uh, if he did that, like the kids wouldn't know if he was telling the truth for the rest of the movie. Right, and he liked that dynamic. And so that was one of the things that like drew him to the role. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But like you were saying, he kind of plays it as a villain. I I, I don't I, I wouldn't say that, but I think he's definitely like trying to uh, teach these kids a lesson for sure. There isn't one point in this movie where I appreciate him as a person. I don't trust him. He is a villain. Um, I don't feel sorry for him either because he's very irrational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he shouldn't be the villain. <laughs> he needs to be a kooky, whimsical, positive dude. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what's chocolatier. I'll tell you what's irrational. When I was listening to the book today, when they get on the glass elevator and they're like riding around, and it's like, oh, I hope the other elevator doesn't crash into us, the one that's on this same track as us. <laughs> Mike TV's like, what? He was like, well, yeah. you've never been in a crash before? And he's like, I've been lucky so far. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Dude, okay, so let me just go, instead of my favorite parts, well, you, you only did the first scene, okay? So okay. what are your second parts? The trippy boat ride is definitely part number two. That's just okay. weird. That's very weird, and that's always stuck out to me. Okay. Um, Very trippy. That was, like, scary as a kid, I would say. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, these are my scariest moments, and that's one okay. of them. Okay, go All ahead. Right. Uh, and the third moment that I always think of is uh, Augustus Gloop falling into the river, getting sucked up the pipe. Yep. <laughs> getting stuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are my top three. And maybe not even like, oh, my top three moments necessarily, but just like, when I think of this movie, those are the first three that come to mind. Yeah. Okay. Um. But what were your scary other scary moments besides every scene? Every Oompa Loompa scene. <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. I also I also forgot they had like sing alongs, like they had the the lyrics to the Oompa Loompa yeah. songs like on the screen. I thought that was interesting. That was super weird. <laughs> um, okay, so my favorite part, the positive scenes that stuck out to me was obviously the moment he unwrapped his golden ticket. And then his grandpa can all of a sudden walk and dance, if that. Um, uh, He's like 96 years old. (laughs) 
The book says he's 96 and a half years old. Yeah. Um. So there's that. And I, I remember the opening scene, like their first experience into the candy, like where the Chocolate River is and those gummy bears like that. Mm-hmm. That room is really cool. I remember seeing that. Uh, right, that stands yeah. out. And then the bubble room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The soda where they fly, that stood out. Uh, yeah. But the scariest moments are all Oompa Loompas, boat scene. I do not like that boat scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and honestly, I got very stressed out in the flying soda scene because they were about mm-hmm. to get chopped up and they were the oh, only yeah. good guys in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but mainly the Oompa Loompas just freaked me out. And I I don't like the scene at the end where Gene Wilder goes crazy on Charlie. I hate mm. I hate that. Yeah. And then he just immediately changes his mind. It he's a villain. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him in this. Hmm. Interesting. He's not Miss Trunchbull level villain, but No. But the problem is he didn't have to be a villain. See, they're the kids are the villains in this. They're story. supposed to be the villains, but they they look like victims in it now because of that. And let me tell you what, least favorite person, Veruca Salt, hater guts for sure, Mm-mm. dude. Veruca Salt can she can get a kick in the pants. <laughs> tell you what, man. Um, but we should just dive on into the beginning of it. I guess. Uh, I just like right off the bat. There's a opening sequence. It's like a mesmerizing chocolatey mm-hmm. sequence, like a how it's made video. Only it's really like fuzzy looking. Yeah, like blurry, like blurred lights, like that style. Um, it looks a little tacky, and it definitely showed its age. I mean, this whole movie is. Yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, it's kind of tacky um, looking. <laughs> So, um, I I did like that beginning opening scene though, uh, and then do the you candy. Hear my ma- my hot take. Yeah, I think that's the most appealing looking food in the whole movie is that beginning. My hot take is the chocolate uh-uh. room does not look very appealing actually. Oh yeah, no, no that is a diarrhea river. <laughs> I I wrote that down. <laughs> it's gross. It looks like blood. Yeah. Um. So, but we can go into the food. Because I've got a lot of things to talk about. I don't okay, know so say. I brought up foods. So I I also wrote down like a top three. Like what foods, if these were real, like which ones I would want to try. Yes. And at the top of that list for me is the three-course meal gum. That's one like of I've, mine. I've always yeah. thought that was that'd be cool. <laughs> and like the movie isn't doesn't explain it as much, but when I was listening to the book, I mean, it it does say that, like, you taste it and it, like, fills you up. And you could feel it going down your throat, too. Right. And so it's like, it's not just like, oh, it tastes like a three-course meal and the flavor changes. Like, it's almost like eating a three-course meal, but you're just chewing the gum. I've always thought that was pretty cool. Probably because I don't like to cook. So that just seems pretty (laughs) easy. Roast beef and tomato soup and blueberry pie. Um, The second thing I would love to try is the bubble soda. I would definitely love to fly around a room. I think that would be pretty cool. Okay, well, we're talking about effects here. So, would you like to be turned into a blueberry? Uh, sure, paint my face blue. <laughs> and okay. put me in a fat suit. <laughs> um, okay, so mine would be the three-course gum, specifically the tomato soup. I don't know why that one stuck out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the number one for me is those huge gummy bears that grew on the tree. You can just tell they were hollow plastic. But yeah. You just know they were bussing. <laughs> that's that's why <laughs> that's why it's an honorable mention for me. It's because as soon as they pick it up, it just seems like a balloon or like plastic. And it doesn't it doesn't that's what made it more enticing it. for me. <laughs> it didn't it didn't have the jiggle to it. So I you know it didn't make me like want it as much, but 
if it was just a full-size gummy bear like that, I'd be all about it. Dog, I've never had a jiggly gummy bear. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just, it needed a little more give than just a, you know, you're just knocking on it. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. So, but the chocolate room itself. Yeah. I, I don't think like most of that looked that great, actually. <laughs> if, if there was a legit chocolate river, like if I was there, I would have been Augustus Gloop. I would have definitely done that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, it sounds sticky. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> um, but the, uh, I don't know. Like in the in the book, even the grass is like, is edible. like edible and stuff. Gus but, uh, was taking himself a fistful of that. <laughs> Um, the one of the moms is like scooping cream like out of a giant mushroom. <laughs> Ew, like, yeah. What is that? Um. <laughs> uh, oh, I completely uh, forgot the buttercups. Those looked awesome, like an ice cream cone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Nilla wafer cup. That was beautiful. Yeah. There's lots of enticing foods. There's something about that scene, though. Maybe it's the song. I don't, I don't know. It's I, like, I don't think it looks that great, you know, nowadays standards, but right. it's still like a really good scene. It's still magical. And there's just, there's still something magical about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I would just credit that to like Gene Wilder in that scene. Um, and just the imagination of like, whoa, what if, what if you were in a room where everything was edible and sweet like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that would be any kid's dream. <laughs> But we can we can talk about like Wonka candies though. Not a fan. Even no. in the movie, that the Wonka candy outside of the factory did not look good to me. Maybe I'm just not a chocolate bar guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the okay the the everlasting gobstoppers look nothing like the actual gobstoppers. <laughs> like no, they're so well, weird. I I was thinking that I was like, oh man, you know what that looks like. Well, first of all, I think the Everlasting Gobstoppers that we knew growing up uh, weren't like the movie. Not like the movie. wasn't like the candy. Right, yeah. I think that would be a little too hard to do on a mass yeah. market. No. <laughs> but you know what that looks like? to produce. You know why I want that? It's because it looks like that like Windows XP or Windows 95 uh, screensaver. The 3D screensaver, like the cube that like shrinks into itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what that looked like to me. <laughs> I was I, I I was sitting and watched that that screensaver for like minutes, a solid half hour on yeah. occasion. But <laughs> so, dude, honestly, some of those Windows ninety eight screensavers were better than the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Didn't need to go there, but <laughs> um, let's talk about Charlie's family and how poor he is. Okay, it's kind of ridiculous how poor he is. All he can have is cabbage, <laughs> cabbage soup, and his four grandparents live with them, and somehow they're all four super poor, and they all are so poor that they have to share a bed, and they're so old, <laughs> and then. Is Charlie's dad even in this movie? I don't think he's even mentioned in this movie. Because he's definitely in the next one, and he's in the book. So I, yeah, after I was listening to the book, I kind of noticed that I think they just kind of cut out a lot of the adult characters in the book. Um, Specifically, like, a lot of the kids that go to the factory, both of their parents are there. Yeah, but in the movie, it's like they only bring one. You know, they either bring their mom or their dad or something like that. But there's okay. a lot, and so they kind of condense the characters into one. Or there's one character, like you know, Veruca Salt's dad is, you know, more talkative than her mom is in the book. Dude, so. oh man, so, so annoying. I think they did that, and they they condensed like they're just like, eh, we don't need a side plot about Charlie's dad being a. A factory worker that puts, you know, the caps on toothpaste. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. 
I think you do need it. <laughs> because it opens up. I mean, okay, this movie also does a good job of establishing the world and how it's not the normal world. It's not what we know. Um, it's very funny. It's almost kind of like Monty Python a little bit. Uh, the, yeah. It's funnier than you'd expect it to be. The beginning, and especially the scenes with the school teacher. Yeah, and the newscasters too. The newscaster, yeah. I had forgotten about a lot of that, and I, I was cracking up at a lot of it. I, I thought it was pretty funny as <laughs> an adult. It killed me when they were interviewing uh, Augustus Gloop's dad. Yes. <laughs> he just turned on the microphone and ate it. <laughs> yeah, he's talking to Augustus, and then he, he, the the reporter is talking to Augustus on TV, and then he turns to his dad is like, and holds the microphone up in front of his face, and he's like, "What do you think?" And he just bites the end off the <laughs> microphone. He doesn't even like flinch. It's great. He does not hesitate. He just goes for it. That's what that family's about. They just eat. They're very healthy, and they have all the vitamins. That's what they say yeah. in the book. Uh, there's the scene where it's like a hostage situation, and the hostage like. Oh yeah. In order in order to turn return like this husband back to his wife <laughs> instead of money, they're like asking for Wonka bars because everyone's trying to get a golden ticket. And she's like she's like thinking about it. She's like, how Just many hesitating. would I have to give up? Like <laughs> Yeah. No. Um so, but they did leave out, they added all their all this funny stuff they wanted to, but they left out a lot of the detail and a lot of the lore, especially with the Oompa Loompas. What I appreciated is they went into somewhat of the origin story uh, of Willy Wonka in that one, but they, even in the Oompa Loompas, because they're from the jungle and they're, okay, in either of the movies, the Oompa Loompas aren't exact, because um, they're, they're dressed like Native Americans and they're like wearing like leather and stuff. Um, but mostly they get it right, but they don't, and thank, thank goodness. Okay. I just want to say, I'm glad they didn't get into like the origin story of these, uh, I almost said Muppets, <laughs> Oompa Loompas, because you Muppet, you Muppet, <laughs> but cause these Oompa Loompas freak me out. I just can't stare. I, I have to look away. It's super weird. I don't understand it. Yeah, you don't want to spend any more time with these Oompa Loompas. Right. You're you're good with what we got. But That's the other one, the other on. ones are funny. Those those guys are legit. That's <laughs> the one thing I remember about that movie was like there was like these weird scenes in the jungle with the Oompa Loompas and like the origins yeah. and stuff. That's pretty much all I remember. I, I I think I've only seen that one once. So I yeah I I definitely want to rewatch that one whenever we cover it. Oh yeah, obviously. But I'm tempted um, to just do it. <laughs> But no. I'd rather wait. We'll we'll wait for we'll, the we'll do it the, next year. One. Yeah. Um. So when this movie, basically the way that this movie came about was, um, the producer of the movie, his like son read the book and was like, hey, or the director, I don't know, one of the two was yeah. like, hey, uh, you should ask Uncle So and So to like make this movie, and so like, mm-hmm. his dad like got with his like movie making friend and they like produced this movie and. I guess the idea of it was like, we'll make this movie and we'll tie it in with like, oh, we'll sell chocolate bars that are branded with the Waka branding, which is genius. Yeah, right? yeah it is genius. Yeah. Um, Who needs Hershey's? So that's how they financed the movie. It was like, oh, we'll make it back in, you know, with the movie, hopefully it does well, but we'll also have the merchandising or the, uh, the sales on the, on the, on the candy. So, but this movie flopped, right? <laughs> It did not do all that great. And then on top of that, um, there was an issue with the chocolate bars, like upon the release of the movie. So like all the chocolate bars like had to get recalled. (laughs) And so the movie was just out and there was no like candy to buy. So it was like, that was kind of a blunder on someone's behalf. I'm trying to, I can't remember exactly what was wrong with the, with the bars, but they like weren't edible or something. (laughs) Um, but that was the thing. Like, it's all about the Wonka bars in this movie. And I was trying to think, yeah. I don't think I'd even ever had a Wonka bar. And it's cause like the Wonka candies like discontinued it. Like that's not yeah. what was selling for them. Right. Like what are the top Wonka candies? Like nerds, 
Laffy Taffy. Gobstoppers. Gobstoppers. Laffy I was Taffy. big on Gobstoppers back in the day. I was amazed at how they changed their color. Yeah. But it wasn't like an everlasting thing. Mm-hmm. It just lasted a while. <laughs> um, but we were looking at it, uh, and nerds don't have the Wonka logo on it, so I wonder if they sold. They did sell, and they've changed the name. To what? Yeah, it's so it's owned by Nestle, and it's just called Candy Shop brand. Like that, it's just <laughs> okay. like generic. Which it's I don't know lame. why they would change it. I don't know. Yeah. Unless like they had a licensing deal and it ran out, I don't know. But it's possible. Um, Sweet Tarts is a Wonka brand. No one likes and, Sweet uh, Tarts. Bottle caps. No one likes those either. Bottle caps. Yeah. No. Runts. No, I don't like runts. Ew, runts are the worst. Actually, banana runts are kind of good. But, um, <laughs> but see, they got away from like anything chocolate related. Like that's just right. like the sugary fruity candy, which Very, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, I always like Nerds, and I especially liked Nerds Rope. That was really good. Yeah. Um, and I was into the Gobstoppers, but I, you know, I'll, I'll go for Laffy Taffy. I'm good for a little. For a good dad joke on a Laffy Taffy every now and then. <laughs> That's true. They got dad <laughs> jokes for days. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, their chocolate bars just didn't sell, so they just discontinued them after a while. So it's like, it, I wonder how much a Wonka bar goes for on eBay. I'm sure they redo it every once in a while. They they probably bring probably. it back every once in a while. Um, hmm. I have another note that said Oompa Loompas make me want to go to bed early. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but they just make me want to go to bed early. <laughs> Let's just turn this off. So uh, one of my memories, we talked about there's a lot of scenes at the beginning because it, it takes a long time to like actually get to the factory. Cause there's yes. so much buildup of like um, all the kids, you know, the five, the five winners with the golden ticket and, and uh, Charlie just like drooling over chocolate bars for forty five minutes or something. Yeah, that. this kid is full of envy. Like it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Grandpa Joe sucks. All the kids suck. Yeah, I I crack up at the, the Grandpa Joe memes have just like <laughs> gotten popular in the past couple of years. There is a whole community that hates on Grandpa Joe. Yeah, I find them like really funny. <laughs> But the thing is, I, when I watched it, I didn't think he was that bad. But it's just like, you know, he's like the one that's like we, actually like talks to Charlie and is like excited when he, Charlie comes home. You know, yeah. the others are just like his other grandparents are just like super boring. They have a foot in the grave already. Yeah. But it's uh, like, oh, suddenly, suddenly he gets a golden ticket and Grandpa Joe can walk now. It's like, OK. <laughs> he's like, no, Charlie, that I can't take your money. I'm quitting tobacco. It's like, Grandpa Joe, this money is for your tobacco habit. See, this kid just wants to kill his grandpa so that there's <laughs> less people to feed. Honestly. No, Grandpa, start. Please, please start smoking. <laughs> I think Charlie's the villain here. So when I was watching the movie, though, as I was like watching it, I was like, okay, every, every single character, all the kids specifically, like have a character flaw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, so like, I'm pretty sure each of the kids like represents one of the seven deadly sins. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, okay, Augustus Gloop, gluttony, right? Uh uh Veruca Salt, greed. Uh Mike TV, uh sloth. Yeah. <laughs> Just sits around <laughs> and watches TV. What a weird uh, <laughs> Violet Beauregard, Pride. Mm-hmm. And then like for Charlie, even Charlie is like kind of envious. Yeah. He's very he's, he's straight up lusting after that chocolate bar. <laughs> so it, and it's very descriptive even in the book. He like he gets a chocolate bar for like his birthday and like he he just like looks at it for days and won't open it. Yeah, and then he made it last for 11 days. <laughs> and then he like or the he'll whole month. Only, he'll like just nibble off a corner and just like make it last forever. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> he's like he only gets one chocolate bar a year. Like that's 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 really poor. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's poor enough with just the the cabbage water. They make it seem like he doesn't even get to taste chocolate. 
for like 364 days a year. Yeah. <laughs> except for on his birthday. <laughs> All the kids in his class were like, I had 100, and he had two. Yeah. But I don't... See, as a kid, I didn't want to buy chocolate bars that much. I don't... Maybe I wasn't a chocolate fan, but the thought of a chocolate candy bar just sounds like a lot of work. I, I definitely went for the chocolate bars at Walmart when we go were... on Saturdays. I'd get the Hershey chocolate bar and the vanilla Coke. Mm. That was the one-two punch for me. You're, you were definitely a sweet tooth kid, and I, I don't think I really was as much. I had six, six cavities in my baby teeth. They're all oh, gone now. man. Though. I had six fillings. <laughs> Man, you're going hard on that. I never had one after that. I didn't want to go back to the dentist that many times after that. <laughs> well, Jonathan, I do have a surprise for you on this podcast. Um, okay. Last Saturday, I went down to Nashville and visited some friends. Mm-hmm. And they were, were trying to figure out what we we're going to do. And they invited me to go on a chocolate factory tour. Interesting. Um, And I didn't realize there was a chocolate factory in Nashville. And it's just a small, like, really tiny, like, artisan chocolate factory. It's really cool. It's called Olive and Sinclair Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, like, probably the size of a gas station, maybe. Like a coffee shop. It's super small. Um, Okay. But they make some really good it really, chocolate. It doesn't really sound like a factory. <laughs> well, they make it there. Okay. So it is a factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we went and toured there, and I got some samples. They have some very weird options. Um, mm-hmm. They made chocolate. They had like lemon drop chocolate. Uh, I But I only got this one. It's called... Cinnamon chili. Okay. Uh, it's very it's very expensive, but it is also not as unhealthy as regular chocolate, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all made with like local ingredients except for the cacao beans. Um, and then the second one is duck fat caramels. <laughs> so I'm gonna come up and bring you one of each. Give you a square to try it and we can try it on the so I, I it couldn't I didn't think we could have a a podcast about a chocolate factory without indulging ourselves in some chocolate so are we just going to make this a snack time segment for every movie we do <laughs> I guess Paddington in this <laughs> we could have had chocolate bars for like Mike he was selling them oh yeah yeah we should have had like world's finest <laughs> yeah he just um, didn't know if the money actually Went to the home. <laughs> okay. So they took us through the whole chocolate making process. They go from bean to bar. Olive and Sinclair. <laughs> I just came up with that too. I feel like that's pretty. <laughs> um, you did not come up with that. I just did. I'm, I'm not even kidding. He did not say that. <laughs> Honestly, I could not understand him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was very quiet and the machines were really loud. How tall was he? Was he an Oompa Loompa? No, no. There were no Oompa Loompas in sight. I was looking around because I was scared. Uh-huh. But there's this guy. Uh, you break open the seeds and you like roast them like coffee beans. Mm-hmm. We're going through the, co- the whole chocolate process. All right, here we go. And then... Let's take you... notes, everybody. <laughs> well, I guess we can take a bite out of this one. Okay, which so one first, are we trying? We're going to try the chocolate bar, um, the chili and cinnamon. Okay. When I first tried it, it tasted like a texture of fireworks. <laughs> That's why I figured I'd get it. All right, ready? All right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird flavors, but chili, like cayenne, goes really good with chocolate. That was pretty good. Yeah. And that was three carbs. <laughs> that one. Oh, I think I can taste the dessert now. Blueberry pie. (laughs) Oh, no. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, in the factory, once they, like, break open the pods and they get the cacao nibs, they roast them like coffee beans. 
and then they put him in this like vat of toxic waste a heat no a heated vat and they press it like an oil press but instead of cold it's hot hmm. uh, and it's like 1500 pound like granite wheels and they like sort of grind it and melt it at the same time it was really fascinating to see that and they just take a drink of water <laughs> there was not it's a river spicy <laughs> It looked, instead of a chocolate waterfall or a river, it looked more like a chocolate hot tub. Um, Even better. But, yeah, that sounded pretty great. There was no jets, but after the, the I think it's what it's, oh, I forgot what it was called. It was a really funny word. Oh, it's called a melanger. That thing is, like, insane. Uh, it was so cool to watch. Just, like, pounds and pounds of chocolate being made. So they take that over once it's, they probably like stir it and do that process for about a day, a day to like 30 hours. Mm -hmm. And then they take that and they put it in the, the tempering vats and then that heats up and then it gets all like actual chocolatey. And then that's when they pour it into the molds and then they, uh, th that's when they flavored it. So like in the tempering vats, they have one specifically for the cinnamon and chili so that they infuse the chocolate with it. So it like emulsifies and then then it's ready to put in the molds and then they refrigerate it, wrap it up and sell it. And it's really cool. Um, I, I've never seen chocolate being made before. So they kind of explain it in the in the new movie, but they have they don't talk about it at all in this. So but chocolate isn't even a big deal in this movie either. <laughs> it's a part of the river, which looked like diarrhea. And it's a part of getting into it. The rest of the movie isn't much. There's not much chocolate in the factory. I guess um, not. I mean, they just reference like the Wonka bars or like the staples that they sell. Yeah. What's this other candy I got here? All right. So this other one is called a duck fat caramel. Instead of butter, they use duck fat. Um, and these are not chocolate, but they were really good. So I got them. Um, I just I figured I picked up the weirdest things. They had this flavor, and then they also had a salt and vinegar one. Yeah, that one was pretty good, honestly. Um, like a sweet and salty type of mixture. But uh, duck fat caramel. This is gourmet. All right, trying it now. Mm hmm. These are very chewy. Oh yeah, this will get stuck in my teeth. I mean, it just tastes like caramel. Right, yeah, I know. But it's it's used with duck fat is when they mm -hmm. make it? Yep. Well, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get free samples on the tour? Mm-hmm. That's cool. They suckered me into buying more at the end. <laughs> I did it for the show. Um, but... Sadly, this is this podcast is not sponsored by Olive and Sinclair, but we do like it. So, if you're ever in Nashville, go do a tour. Oh, I do have a memory. Actually, this is horrible for what I for my stances now. But okay, 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 okay. Get ready for this. I don't think there's any pictures out there. There may be one. I don't know how to find oh, it. I know where you're going with this. Okay. Um. <laughs> I remember dressing up as an Oompa Loompa for Halloween, but we went to Party City to find a wig, and all they had was a mullet, so <laughs> so we got that and spray-painted the mullet green, <laughs> and they, like, painted my face, like, <gasps> orange. That's why you hate those things. You yeah. Like... <laughs> I had to wear that itchy mullet all day. PTSD from that Halloween. <laughs> I wore that thing to school. That was a Halloween costume, right? Yeah. Like character day? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the things, like, at school, it's like, oh, you, it's not a Halloween costume. You have to dress up as a book character. To make it educational. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That must have been, that must have been, like, a 11th hour idea. Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> you didn't know what else to do. Mom was like, 
I'll figure out something. Well, <laughs> I just mom, remember that mullet. Mom always had a reputation to hold up because she was the librarian, so we had yeah. to do something legit. Yeah, <laughs> but we settled for the mullet wig. <laughs> okay, so after that, we like had a a mullet that we like would wear as a joke and stuff. Oh that yeah, that thing became one, a part- right? That was the exact same one. That was it. It just got washed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so the green, the spray paint didn't look good. It was like yeah. the hairspray, the temporary stuff. But that right. putting green on brown doesn't look green. It just looks <laughs> grosser brown. <laughs> so, like you, ha- people that have colored hair, they have to bleach their hair first. Yeah. So I had like a spot of green that you could see, and I was like. Cool. So I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what I looked like—a sunburnt redneck, maybe wearing some a clown outfit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I I know there's pictures out there somewhere. It'd just be hard to find them. Um, I'm okay I'm not sure. to look those up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same year that I I dressed up as a can of spam. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, name a book character that was a can of spam. I'll wait. I think he wrote a book. Like, I, don't, so you could do I don't know I don't know why that one was allowed but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was just like me dressed up in a cardboard box as mom a kid was struggling fan. enough to find me an Oompa Loompa wig she didn't have time to figure out for you <laughs> to care if you had a book or not <laughs> yeah mine was pretty good though I, I feel like I did pretty well that year as far as like judges and the Halloween yeah. costume <laughs> so yeah that's my that's my one memory with hits. <laughs> oh man. I give my own self nightmares. But somehow the mullet, I pulled it off. Pulled it off. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, there's a quote in this that I did not understand. Okay. It was something, something that, that Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka said. Says. Yes. And he, he's responding to one of the girls. And he says, he asks, where is fancy bread in the heart or in the head? <laughs> and now that I said that out loud, I understand that it's B R E D, not B R E A D. Okay. <laughs> fancy is bread in the heart or in the head? I don't know. Fancy bread just seems like Where's the fancy Wonka bread? <laughs> yeah. It's fancy bread. It's it's bread with skittles in it. Yeah. All right, I know what movie we're doing in May. <laughs> so you get you understand that quote now. Yes, I mean it's still kind of it still so doesn't make sense. Where is fancy bread in the heart or in the head? Okay, is, is he I, talking about Veruca? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so, and I have a question for you. So, what is your favorite um, Wonka room? Like, Wonka there's room. the invention room. There's the TV room, or the uh, teleportation TV room. There's the first room with, like, the lock. I guess it's an entrance, but... And then you've got, like, the Chocolate River Waterfall room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got the tunnel, and you've got the 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 flying fan uh, yeah, soda room. I, I mean, and then the, chocolate the goose room, room is, like... The chocolate room is, like... It's probably the best one, but... Okay. The one that, other than that one, if I take that one off the table, it would be the the bubble soda room. Okay. Basically, just because it seems like one of those rooms where you do like indoor skydiving. I was just, I had that written down on there. Yeah. And so, like, I I would do that. That seems really cool. The indoor skydiving. I will I will not willingly jump out of a plane, but I'll do that. That seems cool. <laughs> See, um, what's weird is I'd rather jump out of a plane than do the indoor skydiving. <laughs> Uh-oh. And anytime I've like heard of indoor skydiving, I'm like, oh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, sorry, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Which, okay, I meant to say this earlier. The reason they changed the name for Willy Wonka was because they were trying to tie it in with the Wonka bars. Okay, okay, okay. And that's why they changed the name of this one and called it Willy Wonka. But they could have just called him Charlie Bars. <laughs> I guess they could have, but it doesn't have the same. No. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would say this movie isn't one that we have like ever quoted really. No, absolutely uh, not. But I I was loving like all the all of like 
Gene Wilder's like responses to the kids and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so good. There were so many good ones. If the good Lord, he intended us to walk, he wouldn't have invented roller skates. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't supposed to be like a realistic movie, but I do have a a flaw I would like to point out with uh, Willy Wonka and his um, uh, the teleportation room. I would like some to point out some flaws that Willy Wonka has with his teleportation room. No, stop. Don't go. <laughs> okay, that was funny. That was really <laughs> funny. Um, but it just seems like an inefficient system. Like, he could just hire a delivery driver to go and deliver a whole box car full of chocolate bars instead of making a chocolate bar that's like 500 times as big as one chocolate bar. You're wasting so much chocolate just to make it smaller. But he's still working the kinks out, I guess. So, what? We are the music makers. And we are the dreamer of dreams. Whatever that means. (laughs) That's what he did for licking those wallpapers. (laughs) Tasting like snozberries. Snozberries taste like snozberries. What is a snozberry, dude? What what do you think that tastes like? Like a schnoz? A booger. Probably. (laughs) No, wait, stop, don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i was thinking about that with the with the tv it's like okay that's cool but he seems like he'd be on the losing end of that like producing all that chocolate and then sending it through the tv and it's just like a little small bar but it's not the ba- it's not about the money for him though he's giving it over to charlie at the end spoiler alert you know he doesn't care about the money yeah <laughs> yeah um hmm now, if you if you could reverse it and make things on the TV bigger in his chocolate factory, much bigger, that'd be cool. I would pay for that. Pick anything up <laughs> off the TV. Any like that's a whole part of our show is finding appealing I, edible foods. I know exactly what you'd get too. What you would <laughs> the first thing you would do is you'd get the Aristocats mm. <laughs> VHS. Get that scene where the mouse is eating the cracker. Yes, I would. <laughs> Dip that in some porridge and eat that rich cracker. <laughs> and then bring that, manifest that in real life. Winnie the Pooh looking sounding mouse. <laughs> oh, man. Push so cracker. That's probably the oldest movie that we would cover. That's a pretty yeah. old one. I've, I've kind of wanted to do Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, and that was in the 70s, too. Uh, yeah. And Aristocats, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's all-time favorite right there. Between that and, like, Sploosh from Holes. Mm. Tastes like peaches. Oh, so I had this moment when we were watching the movie where I forgot about the Willy Wonka meme. Yeah, that was one of the first <laughs> memes ever. Yeah, that's like... like it's like circa you know, like, 2011. The BC of internet age, you know, yeah. of like <laughs> of memes. I forgot about like, that. Yeah, I I had that experience like when I watch the Star Wars prequels. Sometimes it's like I see all these prequel memes so many times, and then like <laughs> when the meme like shows up on screen, I like forget. Yeah, I didn't fully understand it. Like for the first five years of memes existing, I didn't understand them. Like what a meme was. Oh yeah. So I was just like, so you just put text on a on a on a picture? Cool. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. It took. I feel like it took a while to catch on. Especially those like 2012 memes. I could not like. I didn't understand. I feel like people that were like early on, onto like making memes and that sort of thing were probably like on Tumblr or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I never was on. I feel like I've I've said I feel like I've I, said a lot of hate on this movie and I'm only yeah, being harsh on it. Go. Okay, I I'm only being harsh on this movie because I love the book so much and it takes away from the book immensely. But I do love this movie. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I ain't gonna buy it, yeah. but I like it. <laughs> yeah, so um in watching the movie and um, 
just the character of Willy Wonka and, and listening to the book, I don't there was something I really liked about the character of like, he talks about the impossible like it's, you know, like it's nothing. Yeah. You know, there are no limits. There are no rules. He's totally optimistic. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike TV asks him, uh, can, can I make things, you know, could you transfer a person or something like that, you know, through the TV or something like that? And he's like, I guess you could. No, I'm sure you could, <laughs> but I don't think it would be a good idea or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. like, but you know, it's just like he comes up with all these ideas. He's like, you know, a true visionary when it comes to making chocolate. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just I find something about that type of character like really cool. As far as like, there's just no, you can do anything. Um, like just like throw the rule books out. I don't know. Always think outside the box. Yeah. I guess I that appeals to me because that's like not who I am at all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> throw an idea out to me and I'll tell you like 12 reasons why that's not going to work. <laughs> and that's just how I think. And so it's, I don't know. So it's, I, I like the characters that are just like, I don't know, you know, they look at the impossible and, and make it happen somehow. And so that's that's kind of how I see the Willy Wonka character in this movie. And I can see like how you would be kind of frustrated and like how he treats the kids in this one. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, so I'd be curious I, whenever we watch the, the remake with Johnny Depp, you know, down the line. I, I'd be curious how he portrays him because I, I feel like it was like really quirky and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember liking the way he portrayed him in the movie that much, but we'll see. I, well, OK, so that. That was one of the first remakes that we've been experienced to. Um, like, remakes weren't so much of a thing back then. I mean, they were, but, like, this is a whole new era of remakes being started. <clears throat> I remember, like, people hating on the movie because it wasn't the original. But I was like, I think it's going to be cool. <laughs> and it was. I mean, it was... We'll talk about this later in the next episode. So, uh, I hold the remake of this movie to a way higher regard than I thought I did. Um, <laughs> it's actually one of the first movies that I took notes on when we were like forming the idea for this podcast. I was like, okay, how do I? I should start taking notes so I can like decide on what I need to talk about. And I'm excited to look at those. For when we cover this from next like movie. Several years ago. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that at the next episode. Mm -hmm. Not our next episode, but when we cover Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Once again, a superior movie to this one. I know I'm just going to get a lot of flack and a lot of hate from this, and I'm okay with it. I want to reserve judgment on which one's better until I rewatch the other one. Fair uh, enough. You know, I you know I feel like I I want to lean towards this one because I really I really like Gene Wilder and I I really like his portrayal in this in this one. See, that's the um, thing. People that's, that's people thing. choose this movie because of Gene Wilder. They make it into an argument between Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp, but as a movie, mm, the only thing that brought me swayed me back to this one a little bit was how funny it was at the beginning, and I guess throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just a better movie than this movie. I guess we will see in so, time. Yeah. All right. Well, so much um, time, little to do. Yeah. Wait, reverse that. <laughs> so Jeremy, do you have any final thoughts on Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory? Um, yes. Uh, inferior to the remake and if i were to ever experience drugs <laughs> i would not get near this movie <laughs> i would lock it up into a safe and forget about it luckily i'm not planning on doing drugs anytime soon <laughs> but i would straight up just poop my pants in the boat scene <laughs> i mean it showed an entire chicken's head exploding yeah, yeah. That I forgot about. It like, was all graphic. That, 
the like overlaid images in the background and stuff and the fast cutting it's like what is going on here yeah we didn't even really talk about that that much we just like yeah that was weird (laughs) and moved on (laughs) yeah um but gene wilder is great he's a great actor i'm glad that he took this role kind of overrated maybe maybe and the question i think we should like take over our uh reassess our 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 takes before we automatically say that he's a great actor but to each his own i don't like the villain in this movie so all right what about you who the the slugworth chocolate guy the creepy guy that Dude, was, that was super weird ears <laughs> that was super weird that wasn't even part of the book yeah he mentions in the book like the other competitors would like love to get their hands on you know his techniques of how he makes the chocolates and everything but and they did yeah for the chocolate ice cream because they were spies and that's why he closed it down and then reopened it with oompa loompas yeah yeah so the, originally they had regular people working there but I don't know. They just left out so many details, and it was really unnecessary for them to switch out for the golden goose than the squirrels. Like, come on. Those weren't real geese. They made animatronic geese. They could have made animatronic squirrels. Come on. So. Whatever. (laughs) I love this movie, if if the listener doesn't know. (laughs) I feel like I've been a little too negative on this. So yeah. I'm going to end it with that. I, I really hope Charlie and the Chocolate Factory holds up when you rewatch it. <laughs> oh, it does for sure. Yeah, I just I anytime I think about, about this movie, I, I always remember the song that Pure Imagination. Yes. Um, I feel like there's been this this trend actually um, with like taking like some of these old older songs and like doing like a remix of them and like putting them in movie trailers. So I don't know. Do you remember the Ready Player One movie trailer? Um, no, I I actually haven't seen that movie. Okay, it had a remix of this, like, Pure Imagination song, and I I thought was, like, really cool. Another one was, um, uh, WandaVision had that, like, Daydream Believer. Oh, yeah. Of the monkeys. Yeah. And so, and then, um, they released, like, a Stranger Things trailer recently, like, a couple days ago, for season four, and that was, like, a remix kind of an eerie version of uh, uh what was it separate ways journey oh yeah i i haven't <laughs> seen that either i need to watch that i just keep noticing like this like trend i don't know um that, for some reason i think it's, it's kind of cool um but yeah pure imagination i think that this this book especially um roll doll books are very, so imaginative like when I was listening to the book, it just made me wish like, oh man, I wish I could write a children's book like this. Like it's imagine, yeah. you know, imaginative and just like so simple yet like have so much to it that you can kind of think about. And it teaches enjoy. you morality too. It's like, yeah. don't be these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. Um, you know, very well-rounded and, kids book. Final thought. If I, if I had to, to relate to any of the kids, you know, as much as I'd want to be a Charlie, it's probably a Mike TV because I got a I got a podcast talking about movies. So I think I watch too many movies. Yeah, <laughs> I hate Mike TV. <laughs> oh, there's a scene where he's getting interviewed and he like pulls out his toy gun. And he's like, just wait till I get a real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <What? that's> a... <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess that's about wrap time. So next week we'll be back with another childhood staple. And, you know, this week we we covered a movie that featured a very poor kid, Charlie Bucket. But next week we're going to do the exact opposite and cover a movie about a very rich kid. And here's a clip. And now, if you wish, sir, luncheon is served. All right, food! I like this place. I hope you didn't go to too much trouble, you know, with Don't, the food and all. Not at all, madam. I prepared a simple yet elegant menu. Consomme, fruit de mer, poulet, palm de finoise, and... A bomb surprise. Oh, it sounds delicious. However, Master Ritchie was of the opinion that his young guests deserve a break today. Stop. 
You have your own McDonald's? No way! Not bad. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. And if you want to find him online, he's got his own website, and it's at BryceBridgman.com. Um, go ahead and, if you need any artwork done by him, he's really, really great, really talented. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, go ahead and follow us at Inside Quotes Cast. If you want to send us a DM for any future suggestions for any future movies uh, that you want us to cover, or if you just want to, like, get mad at me for having hot takes on this movie, <laughs> feel free to do so. Or if you want to send Star Wars memes like our certain fan does, keep doing that, because we love those. <laughs> um, and we also have a merch store, so if you wanted to go buy a mug or a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or a sticker, go do that. Uh, we'd love that support. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to leave us a good review. Five stars, and we'll give you a tour of The Default Vault. Oh, because you got a tour of the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Oh! Also, I just had the idea when I said that, uh, maybe we should install a Chocolate River in the Default Vault and let Willie swim around in it. Willie can't, Willie can't swim in the diarrhea water. <laughs> He likes it. We're holding him in hostage. We want him to stay alive. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us reminisce about our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until next week, keep those imaginations running. Hey, Jeremy, do you know what happened to the kid who got everything he ever wanted? He got eaten. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time <laughs> bye if you want to view paradise simply look around and view it Anything you want to do it Want to change the world There's nothing to it There is no life I know To compare Living there, you'll be free if you truly.